You know, it's fitting. A, a big portion of today's show is going to be us talking about Seth's article, uh, talking and, and looking closer at lowering and, and readjusting your expectations for the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs, because after a certain amount of time, you've got to stop expecting big dramatic changes to happen from the, as Eric Bieniemy would say, consistent behavior on tape. So when this show says it's going to start an hour early and then still starts 10 minutes later because Seth's technology isn't cooperating with them, I mean, I think that's more of a problem with your expectations than it is with Seth. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. We will try to not drop the ball from here. Welcome to Only Weird Games. Joshua Briscoe, Seth Kaiser, and Nate Taylor with you to look back on the week that has been ahead to Chiefs and Patriots and to, to have some big, tough conversations about uh, the Chiefs in a bigger picture sense and maybe to zoom in on a few players who had good games last week. May need to have an even bigger role coming up this week. Uh, first and foremost, Seth, we haven't had you on the show since you made the trek back from Chiefs Bills. How did Arrowhead treat you? And uh, I read your article, but I'm still going to ask, how, how did the loss treat you? Because of, you know, and I know we'll probably talk about this quite a bit, the idea of managing expectations and that sort of stuff. I basically came to a conclusion about the 2023 Chiefs in the first two minutes of the game. Well, probably like the first, probably the first like 20 minutes would be more accurate. As they were getting boat raced out of Arrowhead, and I thought, this is going to be a long night. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. I actually, I looked at Jazz and I was like, so I think this might be, this might get a little rough, and you might get to see a pretty upset Arrowhead. By the way, found out something new about Jazz. She is not a big fan of home crowds booing their team. Especially, <laughs> she like started like saying like kind of loud for her. She's like, why are people acting like they haven't won two Super Bowls in the last four years? Whoa. And I was like, whoa, dang girl. Like, yeah. oh. like said, I'm like, Jazz, that's, whoa, Jazz, that's like, too much slotty. I'm like, woman, 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 you're going to get me killed. <laughs> like, it is, it's like, yeah, I get why people are mad because I'm out there. I'm like, I'm just, like, I was frustrated too, but. It was because they started so poorly on offense and defense, and you kind of got that, oh, Lord, here we go again with the defense, which is kind of funny that after, you know, 12 games of a good sample size, you're still ready to be like, oh, no, here we go again with the defense. And then the offense started to move the ball again, and things kind of snapped back a little better toward turned into a real good game. Yes, I was disappointed they lost, but it actually turned out, it was a fun game, it was entertaining, there were some very frustrating moments, but... Because I had accepted who the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs are, I was fine overall. You know, I uh, I had eaten like a rib the size of, I'm pretty sure it was a Triceratops rib. That's what I thought uh, on the menu. Uh, yeah, at Meet Mitch. Uh, shout out to Meet Mitch the night before after eating a gigantic thing. I mean, life was good is the short story. Um. But uh, I it just I had adjusted expectations, and now that I know and have accepted who the Chiefs are and who they are not, there's just like a big like, 
that kind of comes with that to where you're no longer freaking out. Similar to how anyone who's known me for any length of time, if you're frustrated with me for having a tech issue, I apologize sincerely. But also that level of frustration is a little bit on you because I, I don't even know. I make no bones about who I am and what I'm about and I'll work on the things that are around to me. Okay, that's not one of them. So that's so I am I am the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs. If you manage expectations, you'll be just fine. Seth, the next time Jazz walks into Arrowhead Stadium or any NFL stadium for that regard, we're not looking for logic. We're not looking for um, behavior that is nice for everyone to sort of live with. And, you know, nor- normal society doesn't come into a NFL stadium. No, you, you come in to, no. to air grievances, to, to, to scream <laughs> at people, to be someone who can uh, do something that they would not do at anybody else's uh, place of employment. Uh, so just, just remind her of that, that, no, if they start off slow... I boo my television or I boo them to their faces. Yeah. And, and don't you dare tell me how to be a fan, which is one of the of all sportsmanship is don't you don't tell the fans how to be fans. Absolutely. And and to be fair, my wife has heard me plenty of times getting upset um at the TV. And honestly, the more I've learned about football, the more triggered I find myself at times. When like, and it happens rarely because I mean, I know ball, but I don't know that much ball. Yeah. But when I see a problem before the snap and it's some, something I've written about or something that I've, that's bothered me, like something that I think they're doing that they maybe shouldn't be doing, you know, like an example for this year might be like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, r- having MVS out there on third down from the 10 yard line and, you know, him and Justin Watson are your two receivers. It's like, and then when it doesn't work out, those moments I get frustrated, I get angry, I get upset. I'm not big on booing, but the only reason, the only reason for that, because I think anyone's got a right to let the team know they're upset with their performance, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't affect me one way or another. But I think for me, I remember when the Chiefs uh, in 2017, I want to say it was opened up on the road against the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? And and I want to make sure I get this right because there were two situations where I saw this happening. Another time was against the Broncos in Denver. And the fans started booing the Broncos in one case and the Patriots in another case. And I remember just judging those fan bases. Like, you know, they just won a, a you know, a, a Super Bowl. And I'm just like, you Spoiled, rot, ungrateful. Little. This, like, to me is like, I just want one more playoff win in my lifetime. And so my hypocrisy only goes so far. And so I'm not willing to to boo at sporting events. But overall, it was a fun game. And it did contain a moment of pure, unadulterated elation that was cut short by that little cute little yellow flag that my wife is like obsessed with with how it flies so far so how do they get it to do that and i'm like watching i'm like i'm like babe i i i'm gonna i i don't know i really want to engage with you on this but i'm also I, 
jazz, I think the refs play tennis because the only people who throw flags with that level of grace and precision are tennis players when they go to serve. You you have to you have to really ah oh, you have to ah get that get that and it's it's coming from the hip too, which is like yeah. kind of a similar place for tennis players. But like it's it, there's nothing like the little dip. Yeah, and it and it goes flying. And so I I anyway I so that was a long road to a short thought. I enjoyed my time. It was good seeing the Chiefs' offense, even against a really bad Bills defense. So we'll see what happens against the Patriots. Take what looked to be steps forward. Um, and and by the way, just for our listeners, if you hear people talking, it was our office Christmas party today. And so it might be a little loud out in that direction. And my apologies. So uh, people being me and Tucker appreciate the heads up. <laughs> um, well, no, it just occurred to me. I, I have a coworker who is not volume control is not like his thing. He'll like start talking about just these horrific <laughs> cases. You have two of them right here. So, I mean, I know you know how to deal with that. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, well, I can't deal with them him the same way. And so anyway, it was a good trip. Great trip. I saw some strides with the team that I find somewhat, con- somewhat encouraging compared to the previous play, but I need to see this offense up against a good defense. They've been moving the ball better the last three weeks. But now let's see you move the ball against the Patriots a little bit, and then I'll believe. Oh, and by the way, commit like two fewer penalties. Make two fewer mistakes. That's it. Like two fewer. That's not asking too much, is it? Um, Historically speaking, like just with the season being history, it is too much to ask. Um, But like as a standard, I guess it would be. Oh, look. Look, uh, Josh, let's tell the people what time it is and how how to sort of frame Sunday's game in, in, in Gillette Stadium. I think it might be time for you to get a little closer to your microphone. That's what time it is for Okay. Okay, well, you know, if I got to jerk a this, I will. Don't tell me. have to jerk it. Don't tell me I won't. Um, okay, guys, we've, 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 we've welcomed welcome you all to... Welcome you to the to the full on four week sprint. We're here, guys. The race has been fun. It's been enjoyable. There's been some twists. There's been some turns. You know, there might be a pit stop that, you know, perhaps the the team that you root for, its race car driver, literally threw his helmet against the pit crew, um, and then the pit crew had to pick the helmet back up and say, "Please, please use this and get back in the car." Uh, but but we're here. We we we're at the sprint, and. There's four games left, and Josh, um, the Chiefs are technically in third, but do they have the inside lane? Do the- they definitely have the inside lane to the two, because the Dolphins okay. lost to Will Levis, just pure uncut mayonnaise and white monster energy drink. And uh, he's my favorite. I've said this many times. I'm going to keep saying it. He's, he is Baker Mayfield's brain and Cam Newton's body. And I love watching that man play football now. Um, but uh, they got some they got some tough games coming up, those Finns. So Ravens have a couple tough games coming, too. So, look, um, I don't know F1 a lot, but I'm going to still talk about it. So, guys, look, your, your money's already committed. The, the car can't get any better. You've you made tweaks, you've made adjustments on it. Um, there are there are no more pit stops. There are no more tires. Uh hey, welcome to the sprint, Donovan Smith. You're on the bench now. Here's Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris, 
you're 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 starting. Welcome to the sprint, young man. Um, Drew Tranquil. Hey, nice to see you. Welcome back. Get in the car. You know, hey, Rasheed Rice. If this man has to tell you where to line up one more time, I mean, we can't bitch him, but welcome to the sprint, okay? There are four games left, and we have to win all four. There are no more shortcuts. There are no more, like, changes. Uh, I don't know if Clyde is your starting running back, but he is probably this week because with no Isaiah Pacheco practicing today, and as I've said before, Thursday is the ultimate practice day. That is the most important practice day because you're really into the game plan and you really are testing and trying things out to where Friday is more situational stuff, a little bit more uh, clean up some certain areas, maybe test some ideas. Um, but Wednesday, Thursday is when you actually are on the field practicing the game plan so that things aren't totally uncomfortable on game day. So... Clyde was a lair. Hey, had some nice shoes that first time. Let's see it again. Uh, welcome to the sprint. Well, Jamari Cotter, welcome to the sprint. Jamari Cotter, welcome to the sprint. We were not counting on you to be a part of the sprint. But you're here, and you had an interception, and welcome to a four-game sprint where you have to win every game and you kind of need to do it in a way that's impressive more than just what the scoreboard says. Like, you know, we're since they need style points and they also need to keep pace and eventually pass other contenders because uh, they use their last bit of excuse. You know what the last bit of excuse was, guys? It's called the referees. It was called the officials. It was called the league. They're out of they're out of excuses and they have to win these next four games. And to Seth's point, they do have a legitimate test with the Patriots defense. I agree. I had to unmute my mic to say that I'm doing it. You, no way. I heard your mic unmute 15 seconds ago because of all the noise that came with you unmuting your mic. And I was like, all right, I'll let Seth have this one since he unmuted his mic. I mean, I could, I could hear the difference. I just wow. thought you had an, I thought you had a follow up. There's a lot of noise coming with me. I feel bad about that, but there's not much I can do about it now, so I'm just going to plow right ahead. Yeah, you know what? original advanced microphone ready to go for the start of the show wouldn't have helped at all. Yeah, well, they have this sweater. Yeah, so this game, and it's working great, and you you got it humming. It's, it Seth, I just said we can't tweak the car anymore. You, you got to go. <laughs> it's time to go. No gas, all gas, no brakes. <laughs> I'm, I'm no gas, all brakes, my friend. Um, I, I do think, you know, obviously the officiating thing, I listened to your guys' show on the drive back. Um, uh, jazz and I always enjoy listening to you guys. Um, and, uh, you guys obviously talked a lot about the call. I don't think I have anything to add. I do. And Nate, you made some really good points about like, you know, Patrick Mahomes has always had that gear of sports related anger. It's just that people don't generally see it. They do not see it, yes. Yeah. And, I mean, Bills fans in particular were especially upset, you know, because they've never seen a quarterback get really mad during a game. Um, it's like or push people or or scream and yell. Oh, smush. 
Like that, is it never, certainly, you know, certainly the Bills head coach earlier this year didn't take a former assistant, walk up and extend his hand and just chuck him to the side. Certainly their yeah. head coach didn't do that this year. So because of all of that is true, you could understand why they were so righteously upset oh, about Patrick Mahomes, sure. you know, being angry for like half an hour. I mean, I do understand how being mad about something for half an hour is very different from literally asking the league to change a rule because you lost a game. Sorry, Twitter's been getting on my nerves, which it always does. But, like, a Buffalo fans found... And look, by the way, I'm sure most Buffalo fans are great. It's it's online, right? I don't judge fan bases based on whacked-out people online. I kind of want to. But, so now, now I'm going to alienate the good, the good Buffalo fans, too. But, like, people are like, oh, what a baby. I'm like, your team... Literally complain to the league because you lost a game. You you actively carrying your way into the overtime rules. You demanded to speak to the manager because it wasn't fair that they got to go to the to the fancy championship and we didn't. Does Matt Milano couldn't cover an out and up. Yeah. yeah, it's like what? Uh, then he should have gotten the ball. He didn't know that was the rule. That's what they did. They wrote a letter saying, Roger, Roger. Yes. What does he mean? Scoring touchdowns. And so I'm sorry. But that I mean, no, we but, talked about I take back everything I said about your microphone and your technology, Seth. It was all worth it for the last 30 seconds. Let me, God let me forbid Patrick Mahomes gets upset for like 20 minutes. Let I mean, that. Let me talk to, hold on, hold on. Let me talk to Troy Vincent. Let me get to the competition committee, and I'll I'll let you have a say, Buffalo, at the at the at the ownership meeting. Okay, okay. I'll, I, I just chill, just chill. How many points did they score? They scored a lot, right? So <laughs> you might want to work on that next offseason. Okay. Daniel, <laughs> improve that defense a little bit. But we'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll see. You know, I, I, you know, now one thing I'll tell Troy Vincent as Roger Goodell is, you know, if we get two teams to possess the ball in overtime in a playoff game, that means what? More commercials, more dollars. Oh, yeah. No, no, the NFL's like revenue for the, just for the salary cap. Okay. Okay. I can probably get the Players Association on it too. Why don't you call up the Marcus? All right. Um, so it's a little. A little more money, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, I, I I actually digressed there a lot further than I meant to, just because I got so annoyed with the blatant hypocrisy of it all. Which you know, that's humans. We're all hypocrites. But it is interesting. Like you, you mentioned, they're out of excuses, right? They're yes. also out of time. Correct. Like they literally could get caught by Denver. Yes. I mean, come on. Hey, hey, pa- hey Patrick. I don't. I I I know this sounds like Cars Three, but um, Russell Wilson's. Right behind you, uh, yeah, he's he's yeah he he's now in he's now in seventh, um, so yeah we <laughs> we, we, we might want to hit the gas, Patrick. Uh, Russell Wilson's right behind you. I mean, there's there's lightning there's uh, uh, lightning McQueen is 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 right behind you, and so is Cruz Ramirez. Was she? I thought she was out in the circuit. I thought I thought she I thought she retired. Thanks, Dad, Stephen A. Great, great reference. 
Um, so that so they're out of excuses. They're out of time. They they are they are a a Super Bowl contender adjacent. They're a playoff contender certainly. But you gotta get to the uh, you gotta get to the playoffs. And there's a lot of seven and six teams right now. And so this is like things could go a certain direction. So like I'm at a point where I'm like eh. You know, like in terms of they make the playoffs, win a game, maybe two games. This is a, a good, decent Chiefs team. Outside shot at a Super Bowl. I won't be too mad if they fall short of what they've been the last five years because it's hard to maintain that. If they, like, don't make the playoffs, that's when it's like a holy crap. That's when it becomes like uh, all the hyperbole you hear about, like, you know, it's a black mark on, on Brett Beach's resume. What's going on with the wide receiver room? At right as of right now, it's like, look, he made a bet on Moore and, and Tony, and it didn't work out. He also maybe didn't anticipate MVS taking the step back he's taken back. So it really was like borderline worst case scenario. Thank God for Rasheed Rice. Like, so like, but it's not like a catastrophe. Now, if they miss the playoffs and everyone in the world is pointing towards that, now is Brett Veach's job in trouble? No. Guys, did you see Wanya Morris? Played pretty decently in left tackle as a rook. You see Chamari Connor come in, play decently. I mean, I just really see Rasheed Rice. Like, he's, he's been knocking the draft out overall. So, like, all that. But it, they really are out of time. The the This this season has flown by. I'm just having so much fun with you guys. And so, ah, it's true. And so, um, it, it's weird to me that they're 8-5. and five. Like, this, this season is three quarters over, man. And it's you, you, you either do it now or you don't. You're you're done with because you got to make it to the playoffs. Correct. You you lose Sunday. Everyone was talking about how important last week was, and it was certainly. This week is it. Like this is like suddenly, like you lose and Denver wins. Suddenly, your fate is not necessarily in your own hands. Which, and uh, that's bad. Which means, Josh, that I'm sure you've heard, as I have throughout this week, that every Chiefs person is, has, has been truly an upstanding, accountable teammate, coach. You know, what's what's it what's it been like to hear everyone at Arrowhead just just tell us that um you know that they hold each other accountable, that they fix things, that they're gonna fix things, that they're going to uh that they're gonna right the ship when the when the when the ships got no more tires, no more pit stops, no more chances. Yeah, mixed metaphor notwithstanding. Um, I I think that what's been really powerful to hear from the Chiefs is the power of accountability and how everyone in the building is accountable to holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And through accountability, they sure. will find a way to, I guess you could say, settle their accounts and ultimately be accountable to a higher standard of accountability. Sure. Um, I will give you a specific example of one of the ways the Chiefs are doing that that they've mentioned this week. Um, dang, I thought for sure I could think of one. Hold on, no, hold on, sorry, hold on. There's not hold any, on. actually. No, 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 hold on, sort of hold, big... hold on, hold on, hold on, Josh, real, real quick. I see a lot of people under this bus. I see a lot of people under the bus. I don't see a lot of account accountability down there. Um, can I just say the thing out loud that blows my mind? Yeah. Guys. Um, I will always, always love, and they're they're kind of hitting the sweet spot that 
it used to be the case for um, Good Morning Football, uh, but we, everybody knows where we stand on the K Adams. I mean, I love K Adams. Uh, well, and more importantly, she loves us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves KCS. Then, again, she definitely love- loves Tucker and she's heard us. Yeah. Love might be a strong word. It's not too strong for, for, for love and admiration. Me personally, Sounds right. Me personally, though, I love K Adams. Now, I think the best football show on television that actually talks about the sport is NFL Live. Because of Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark, that collection of people is very, very good. Um, you can throw in Phil Yates, like whoever. Like who when when people are on that show, you can tell they've taken time, research, and honestly had conversations kind of like we are doing now before they ever go on television. Which we don't do. Which we do not do. For your benefit, ladies and gentlemen. This show is our pre-show meeting for a show we should do an hour later. Now, with everything said, the reason I love NFL Live is uh, not only are they smart, but they really get down to things. And guys, the Chiefs have lost... They, they have no more excuses. And it's fascinating because on NFL Live yesterday, they said, oh, by the way, have you guys, if you didn't know who the Chiefs wide receiver coach was, it's Ugh. Connor Embry. And Laura Rutledge read this man's short bio Wikipedia resume um, because Marcus Spears says, hey, dog, who the hell is the wide receiver coach? Because they haven't gotten better. And uh, Connor Henry has no more eight. Connor, welcome to the spread. There's no more excuses. Everybody knows your name now because they put it on ESPN. Guys, I watch NFL Live all the time. I can't tell you what other receiver coach they named on the show this season. It's not good. It's not great. If you're, if you're if you're a position coach, nine times out of ten, you're either Joe Cullen or Connor Embry. It's one of those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are there's there's sometimes where it's a real good thing. Um, I still I, I think it's a pretty I I think um, I think a good point, Nate. What you made. Um, earlier this week, like because it's really easy for us, whether it's schematic or execution or technique or whatever type things that are failures in terms of, of of what happens on the field, it's very easy to point to why that must be coaching, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a really easy thing to do. Do I think like 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 Tony not checking maybe adequately? I know the video out there. I retweeted it where it looks like he's pointing to the sideline. Maybe he's just saying he's the receiver on the ball. Looks kind of like he's doing stuff. But it's not like he watched until he was set. The idea, like, you know, that that he's not coached to do that is weird. But then the question becomes, well, who's screaming at him when he doesn't? Mm-hmm. Because that, I think, and, and you guys didn't talk about this a ton, but it's one thing that I'm curious about. I do think one thing we might be seeing is the potential downfall of a I'm going to treat you like adults top-down approach. Because the reality is, um, and I mean this with all due respect to every player and coach in the Chiefs roster, not everyone works like an adult. 
you can't not supervise some people. You know, like the story with like Jamarcus Russell, and I'm sure he's matured a lot over the years. But when they gave or, him the or film, no, 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 updated, updated, Sam. His name is Johnny Manziel. Or Johnny Manziel. Easy example, right? Oh, no, I wasn't watching any film at all. You can't count on adults to adult all the time. And part of being a supervisor, or in this case, a, a coach, is understanding. Stop it, Nate. He's doing the zero thing for those who are listening. Um, those, like, the one problem with that kind of top-down approach, it's a great approach when people are able to be self-motivated, self-correcting, and genuinely accountable. Like the idea of everyone's accountable to everyone else, in theory, if you take out the human condition, that works great. It's kind of like, it would be great if my local Walmart just put up a sign saying, hey, everybody, take what you need, leave a little something for someone behind. In a, in a, if you ignored the human condition, that'd be incredible. However, let me just tell you, the number of pickup trucks that would roll up to that Walmart and people just start loading stuff in. So I do think that with, with, with Embry, the great point you made, Nate, was Orlovsky pointed out that this was happening all game, that he was lining up off sides and it wasn't getting called. And I can see why that would annoy the Chiefs. I, 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 that more more than anything else, that's what annoys me. It's like, come on, man. Like, however, if you're the position coach, because I don't know who else's job that would be, Tony and the position coach, there's got to be someone that's keeping an eye on those details. Andy Reid can't keep an eye on those details during the game. The offensive coordinator can't even really keep an eye on those details during that game. Right. The intricacies of play call. So you've got a you you you. It, it's something that is it something they should have to tell him? No. no. But often, very often, even managing, coaching, and supervising adults means telling them to do things that you maybe shouldn't have to tell them to do because we're just all human. Right, you, you things have to be supervised, and that is probably the most damning thing about potentially throwing blame on a guy whose otherwise work we don't really know anything about. Because let me just remind everyone who wants to throw one receiving coach under the bus: the Chiefs don't have a great history of developing receivers, not named Tyree Kill either. The vast majority of the receivers over the last five years arrived and left the same dude. And, but hey, but look, Demarcus Robinson kind of in LA. Oh, weird, weird, weird guy that I was gonna name, but I was just like, I'm really impressed with what Demarcus Robinson is doing under Sean McVay. Like, how about that? Um, <laughs> for people who wonder, the offensive coordinator works with personnel groupings, the offensive line, and the quarterback. So, and obviously, Andy's trying to figure out, you know, the sequence of the play calls, or hey, here's what we want to get to on the next drive down and distance sort of things. Um, to some degree, I think Matt Nagy has a little bit of say as to like, okay, who's going in, who's coming out, trying to keep that in mind. Uh, but again, he like the receivers are not his main responsibility. He just knows which receivers are supposed to be on which call for a specific down and distance alongside, obviously, Andy Reid, of course. Um, you know, I know Latrell uh, said earlier in the chat here, you know, why is there as much criticism as Andy that Andy Heck is getting with the Jawan Taylor situation? Um, that is a Jawan Taylor issue, I would say more so than a Andy Heck issue. And um Andy Heck has at least coached it to some degree to where it hasn't been an issue over the last month. Like Jawan Taylor. And you can, for, for you can see the, the steps. Yeah. I'm so sorry to break in, 
But like you can see the the things that they're trying to change. Part of why Juwan Taylor isn't as good in pass pro this year and overall just pure pass pro, he's been decent, good even, but not like he was last year. Part of it is because Andy Heck is on him and saying, dude, you got to do this differently. And imagine doing something the same way for eight years. And then suddenly you got to do it differently. So I do think that's a really great distinction when you can see the things that are changing. And I think that's the frustrations. You don't see that in the wide receiver room. Right. And of course, you know, we're getting a a real sense now of what Wanya Morris is, at least in the second half of the year as a rookie who is capable of playing, um, you know, every down football now to where, hey, he can he's done a very good job, even with help from tight ends and running backs in terms of a protection standpoint. Um, But, you know, again, Rasheed Rice has done well. We've explained all the reasons for that. Um, But, you know, it's 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 fascinating to me because they should win on Sunday. Right. They're playing the New England Patriots, a team that only has three wins. Guys, um, would you like for me to read the most um, wild stat that I've read uh, so far about this game? Wild stat. Yeah, Nate, hold on. Okay. A wild, is this about specifically Chiefs Bills? No, this is specifically about Chiefs Patriots. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Give us the, okay, crazy stat. Go ahead. After Let's beat- take a break. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a very busy time, and it can also be a time of giving to your family or to your community. It can also be a time of a little bit of extra added stress possibly to your life, whether it's from holiday travel, financial stress, or from being around your family that can add extra stress to your life. You might be extra focused on giving to your family or to your community, and maybe losing a little bit of giving to yourself. The holidays are always a great time to give to others, but sometimes it might be better to sometimes focus on yourself as well. So whether that's by starting therapy or going easy on yourself during tough moments or maybe treating yourself to a day of rest, remember to give yourself some extra love during this holiday season. Therapy can be a great way to give yourself that extra love. It can make you feel grounded. It can help you remove some extra stress maybe from your life or help release burdens that you might have. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tucker, I didn't even see your comment, man. I just saw Tucker said a minute ago, I'm going to need a break here soon. That was that was just us, just just wavelengths there. Sorry, Nate, you were shifting over to choose Patriots, get a little late in the game here. You needed to call that timeout. I wanted to set Seth up, but you were uh, you were walking right toward the tiger trap, and I wasn't going to tell you to walk away. And I turned away from looking at two of you all and our lovely friends and family to look at the actual stat written on a piece of paper. So, <laughs> incredible work, Josh. Thank you. This is the only thing that keeps me going. Brian, I can't wait to hear your stat. Brian, I think you're... I think- Unless something happens, Wanya Morris is in the sprint for the remainder of the season. Donovan Smith, he wasn't playing well, and he's hurt. Both of those things would have to change for him to come back to the starting lineup. As for the stat, fellas, did you know that after beating the Steelers on Thursday night football, the New England Patriots are looking to win Back to back games for the first time this season. The Patriots are only one of four teams without at least a two game winning streak, which is not technically what streak means. Streak means like three. Um, let's see a two game tandem. Uh, <laughs> so basically, the Chiefs are playing the equivalent to the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Titans on Sunday. Those are the only teams that have not won consecutive games in a two-week period this season. So, again, no more excuses. The Patriots ain't done it all year, okay? Go out there. Joaquin said dominate. Go dominate. Um, and start building momentum and confidence towards uh, the postseason because this is the last time you're going to see Bailey's happy, guys, and this is the last time you're going to see Aiden O'Connell. And I don't even know who the backup quarterback is for the Chargers because they showed me his picture and I said, who? And I didn't last... disrespect Easton Stick. His name is a baseball bat. You Google Easton Stick, you will find baseball bat. bats. <laughs> Again, even Google's like, who did? Um, <laughs> and it's, this will probably be the last time you should get Jake Browning, okay? So you got to start somewhere, right? This is the lowest of the floor for the four-game sprint. You got to build up, baby, but you got to win the first one. And they won back-to-back games all season. It's at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thank the great Lord that this ain't Monday Night Football. But, hey, they should win because the Patriots have not proven to be offensively functioning for two straight weeks this season. Deb, what's your level of confidence on that particular front? I would just say that having accepted that the Chiefs are a decent to good team with a with a great quarterback who can catch fire at any moment, I am somewhat confident they'll beat the Patriots. But they also, now that they are a mortal team, they also could lose to anyone. Especially if Belichick has one of his game plans 
and the offense does that thing it's been doing, because it's hard to win if you only score like 10. When's the last time you saw a great champion say, hey, look, man, we're going to get the turnovers right. Hey, man, look, the penalties, you ain't got to worry about that no more. Hey, hey, Josh, the boys are going to catch the ball when it arrives on time. What's the last team to do that in the last month of the season? And then just like, it, it ain't even turn on the, the, the switch. Because turning on the switch means, okay, we're motivated. We're, we're energized. Okay, let's dunk on these dudes for 10 minutes and then the game's over. The question that I struggle with is I don't know. I don't know of a team that was okay, but also like, it's week 15, and Kadarius Tony said to us, to our faces, back to basics. It's back to basics week, Josh. In week 15. Thank God. The I, two weeks before Christmas, it's back to basics week. Kadarius Tony was in the water. Is that back to basics in that, in that southern Florida? Oh, it, it warmed my heart. Because I was like, I literally wrote that yesterday, Kadarius. I do obviously back to basics. All that stuff's great. They they've got things they can do to be more efficient on offense, and I think they're starting to lean on those things to it to an extent. Um, one of those things being Rasheed Rice. Um, do you guys know? Just on a side note, Kelsey's like a hundred yards away from another thousand yard season. Yeah, and that's eight. There are seventeen other players who have done that. That's not tight ends because tight ends it's like there's like they've done four. I, that guy's incredible. Um, I was just going to say uh, one thing that's interesting to me, like going back to basics and all this stuff, seeing a bit of a different side of, of Mahomes, who, who watched things back a little bit in the in the light of Monday and was like, well, and he even said things about like being a role model and the kids. And I was like, man, this is really not fair to you as a human, to be perfectly honest, because he should be able to say, yeah, I was mad. Yeah, maybe I was, you know, kind of a little over the top about it, but I was mad. I was upset. We've all been there. That's like, that's what Josh Allen basically said about it. I was like, yeah, it's like an emotional game. He was mad. I didn't even think of it. He called me later or talked to me later or whatever. But one thing I'm curious about it, let's say um, schematically, I, I look at what Washington's doing just to get out ahead of something. I look at what Washington's doing, and, and I don't think schematically the Chiefs are necessarily missing a ton from the enemy schematically. But having a yeller, there's value in that. You know, when you talk about, you know, the treating people like grown-ups, normally that's a good thing. But sometimes it's nice to have one person in the room who's willing to treat everyone like a child and be like, well, it's because the output you currently have is that of a child. And because you're lining up offsides like a fourth grader playing football for the first time, yeah, I'm screaming at you because that's ridiculous and you should be embarrassed, so I'm going to embarrass you. You need some of that. Here's something I'm just curious about. For for five, six-ish years now, since he's been the starter, that's never been um I've, that's never been Patrick Mahomes' MO. He's always been wildly supportive of his teammates. Um he's always been like like the most we ever saw was like like him yelling at Steven Nelson, which was even that just like, man, you're holding every play. And it's it's always more playable. He'll dunk on guys a little bit. Like about how how trash they are at you know you know whatever video game or whatever right he'll he'll get after them but it's always playful it's always friendly I'm curious 
what the next stage of Patrick Mahomes as a team leader becomes, where it becomes a little more if, see, depending on how the rest of the season goes, mm-hmm. comes a little more like, and maybe this already is happening in the background and we just don't know it because forward facing, I think Mahomes is going to be who he is, like who, who he's been. Mm-hmm. But, although I am, just, I'm just curious because you actually, you, you saw that, you know, use Tom Brady for the easy example over the years as he got more and more juice and rightfully so he became more and more willing to just flip out on guys when they weren't doing their job. And in the right dosage, that's not a bad thing in the right dosage. In a game like football, or even, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking someone aside and saying, look, here's a deal. I like you. That was crap. And this has got to be better because it's going to cost us a game. Like, I've, I've, I've made people that work underneath me cry. Not intentionally, but just by saying, well, we got to do something and what you're doing isn't good enough. So what are you going to do to fix this? And... That, that that's just an interesting idea to me that this might be like the the one of the when you if you, you start seeing a little more of that and if that comes out maybe in like small bursts you know you you twist the valve every now and then and lets that out maybe it doesn't like explode there is no way his reaction to that call was just about that call oh no right. that was an entire season of just like all coming out. And so that's just something that I find interesting about all this. And it was better for Kadarius Tony and better for Chiefs fans and better for um, everyone on his side for him to be screaming in the general direction of Carl Sheffers and company than it was at the wide receiver, who I still think right now is probably the second most important wide receiver for their Super Bowl chances. Hell of a season that we're living in here. Um, Seth, I have just decided that you and I are going to talk about uh, Shamari Connor for five things this week so people can still hear it on the KCSN feed and uh, we can dig in a little more to the article you've written there. If people want to go check it out, they can do that. Uh, mnchiefsfan.substack.com to, uh, to read what Seth wrote. I have fair fair game here, Seth. I haven't read it because it came out this afternoon and we're doing the show an hour early. So uh, I don't even know what you found, but I, I, think, I, I think I know the tenor of it. So we've got to check that out. But uh, in the meantime, let's let's pick something unrelated to, to, to Connor that we can talk about the unrelated to Shamari Connor, not the wide receivers coach. Uh, let's let's pick something that we are going to be looking for in Chiefs Patriots because I think you guys feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think we all agree that if they actually lose this football game, it is raining fire on Monday, and we will bring our lead umbrellas and prepare to to act accordingly. Right? I mean, correct. Not only have they not won two in a row yet, uh, Nate, the Patriots are the only team in the AFC eliminated from playoff contention. That is how tight the AFC is. That is how many wildcard spots there are. That is how good most of the AFC is. Again, just for a little just a little fun housekeeping. So the Patriots, 3-10, and 10, they're the only team eliminated in the AFC. Titans, Jets, Raiders, Chargers, all 5-8. and eight. None of them are going to make the playoffs, but they're all mathematically in it. And then I'm not skipping anything. You've got the crappy Patriots, mm-hmm. four, five, and eight teams, and then the Bills, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Colts, Steelers, six teams who are seven and six. And then you jump all the way up to Joe Flacco's eight and five Cleveland Browns. Yeah, who are eight and five on a wild card spot, obviously because of Baltimore. Huh. They're eight and five, right there with the Jags and Chiefs. 
three eight and five teams. You got the Dolphins at nine and four, who just lost to Will Levis, mm. and you got the Ravens alone at the top. Anyway, all of all of that to say, partially just like wow, this this conference is a mess in kind of fun ways and kind of yes. unfortunate ways, but also the Patriots are the only team in the AFC who cannot make even an outside shot argument that they belong on the in the hunt graphic. Everyone else in the conference does; they don't. So if they lose this game, it's nightmarish. Give me something you're looking for, either positively or negatively, frankly. Like, hey, if we see this, it's bad news. If we see this, it's good news. But something that we, we can use this game to evaluate the Chiefs through, assuming they do win it, because if they don't, whole story is different. Um, I want to keep it simple, guys. It's about the receivers, because I know what Bill Belichick's going to do. Thanks, Travis. Yep. It's, been, it's been great knowing you. Yep. Welcome to three hours of us roughing you up as much as they'll allow us to. So... We're going to have some fucky blitzes. We're going to do stunts because, I mean, I look get filmed. And, yeah, we're going to put this in the hands of the receivers. Patrick, we're going to force you to get the ball out maybe earlier than you want. Or, hey, we're going to roll some coverages that, you know, might not be advantageous to you. And, look, Patrick said all these things yesterday um, when, I, when it came to, like, the Patriots and what they can do. Um, but it, it comes back to... Okay, if I if I expect Bill Belichick to say Travis Kelsey won't beat us, and there's no Isaiah Pacheco, then the burden falls on the receivers, and uh, the receivers need to have a game where they can show that they are competent. Not great, not good, competent. Then he give us a score just for fun. Chiefs twenty one, Patriots sixteen. Seth, what's your thing? What's your score? Um. Chiefs twenty, Patriots nine. I I don't I I don't think they I don't think they reach the end zone. I, it's going to be just enough for them to win and maybe even win somewhat convincingly, and just enough for us to stay. Yep, still real worried about that offense, and that's that's just the world we live in. We're hoping for an above average offense. Could we get an above average offense? Possibly. Could we just? Get a little bit above average because that gives you enough. It is the uh, the above average offense is enough to be the spark that allows Mahomes to light a fire that burns the NFL playoffs to the ground. And I'm not paraphrasing or stealing that quote from any wildly famous movie. Um, You guys took what I think are the most important things. So I will take a defensive side. What is I don't Seth thinks he's the funniest person that this has ever lived, and I just want to end the show. Anytime um, I anytime I get you to be like, um, and then you just go. It's the funniest thing to me. I'm sorry. Now I'm just trying to put a bow on it. Um, so I I think I'll go on the defensive side and just say, hey, do what I would love. Embarrass Bailey Zappi. Make this Patriots offense look as hapless as it has at other times this year. Make it look like an XFL offense in NFL uniforms and go ahead and just tee up. Let, let the Chiefs defense go swaggering into the playoffs the rest of the way. I would love to see that. Um, and I will give you what I think is happening with my score prediction, which is 20 to 10. I just, th- I just think it's just, you know, I think the Chiefs defense will do a lot of the things they're looking for. I think you'll, you'll get some inexplicable Justin Watson 40-yard touchdown because everything's about Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and screens. And we'll, uh, we'll all... Handle that accordingly. So you can read Nate's work as always on The Athletic. You can check out Seth at mnchiefsfan.substack.com. We'll talk more about Shabari Connor in five things. And uh, with that, Nate, get us out of here. Uh, This is just a recommendation. I have nothing else about this silly game. 
but uh, I, I finally saw Bye Bye Barry. Ooh, did it make me feel some things, boys. Oh, I love Barry Sanders. I would recommend anybody to watch it. Um, Guys, I understand you're asking a lot from Patrick Mahomes, and that's fine. You should expect to ask a lot. He's the most talented quarterback in the league. In 1997, guys, they asked Barry Sanders, hey, go get us 2,000 yards and literally carry us to the playoffs. And he freaking did it. And it made me emotional last night because I was like, we don't respect the running back anymore. We don't value the running back anymore. The 90s are kind of the height of the running back. Guys, he ran for 2,000 yards and carried them to the playoffs single-handedly. So go check the the documentary out. It's a it's a it's a fun joy ride. And uh, look, man, if you know, if you want to quit my facts, I guess you can quit my facts. But uh, but yeah, if if Chiefs Patriots doesn't doesn't get you juiced up, uh, there, there's always Bye Bye Barry on Amazon. I could use some extra juice. Seth, you got a funny clip where we can. It's well, it's, oh, no, it's like Bye Bye Birdie. The musical. Correct. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.